Welcome back to the Life IQ podcast, where the goal is always to learn something. My name is David Odejo. I'm a rec league basketball champion, virtual book club member, and fried chicken sandwich connoisseur. On today's episode, the question we're trying to answer is what's next in part one of my conversation with Natalia Ramirez. On today's episode, the question we're trying to answer is what's next in part two of my conversation with Natalia Ramirez. This year, Natalia ditched her comfy sales role, packed up her bags, and set off on an adventure that led her to the most difficult job she's ever done. Alongside that adventure, she was blessed with some unexpected news and is now preparing for a new and exciting stage in her life. She has a passion for yoga, loves to travel, and tends to live her life outside the status quo. I first met Natalia through the Venture for Canada program in 2019, and we quickly became close friends due to our similar temperaments. One thing I learned from her was about this gene called wanderlust, which I'd never heard about before. Researchers have found that 20% of the population have a variation of a gene called DRD4, and anyone with the 7R variant has a high predisposition to be restless and curious. The DRD4-7R gene affects the brain's dopamine levels, which in turn shapes your behavior and motivation, which leads to increased risk-taking. So this explains why wanderlusters, Natalia being one of them, are so cool with jumping out of their comfort zone. Over the past three years, getting to know her more, I've been so impressed by how open Nat is to new experiences and remaining intentional while going with the flow of life. I was so gassed to have her on this episode for the stories that she told, the perspective she shared, and selfishly because she laughs at almost all of my jokes. So I have no doubt that you're going to enjoy listening into this conversation. So with all of that being said, let's get into it. Stop tap dancing around the conversation. All right, Natalia, we got some we got some questions here that I want to get your thoughts on. Obviously, um, you're about to be a mother. Wait, are you already a mother when you're pregnant or are you only a mother after you give birth? Yeah, that's a, I don't know. That's a really good question. I was like contemplating with that myself. Like, I feel like I already consider myself a mom. Like, I feel like I have this connection. Maybe it's different between like a mother and father, you know, mm. like a mother feels that connection I feel like maybe a little bit earlier on because you're literally carrying the baby inside you like it's in your belly you just feel like this baby's with you all the time and everything you're doing is in like focus of ensuring that baby's healthy and getting it out into the world safely Mm. so I feel like that mother instinct creeps up quick into the woman um and maybe for a dad it's in the time when like he actually sees and holds that baby for the first time like holy shit you know um but yeah i don't know that's an interesting question i'm curious as to what other mothers have felt that was a good answer honestly i feel like that answer just certified you as a mom because only (laughs) a mom only a mom would be able to give that answer anyway that wasn't the actual question i had we're gonna rate some baby names so i think i honestly think i have a gift for naming children oh gosh i do (laughs) Um, so no what, pressure. What children have you named? No, like I haven't like actually named anyone's kid, but I'm saying like, if people wanted to name their kids, they could come to me and I would be able to give them good names. Yeah. yeah so you're certified for that, eh? I'm certified pretty much. So I have five names here. 
Um, no pressure to use any oh, of these me. for your child, but maybe just like float these by Lewis and be like, yo, what do you think about these names? Um, okay. Cause I think they're going to go hard. First name, Benedict. Benedict. Like yeah. eggs Benedict. Oh, okay. I didn't really think about that, <laughs> but like, well, what about Benedict Cumberbatch? Every time I think of my baby, I'm going to see eggs. <laughs> okay. So. Rate, rate the name 1 to 10. What's the rating on Benedict? Man, that's like a hard 4. 4? <laughs> yeah, not a fan of that one. I'm sorry. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> that's actually whack that you said that. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That is just not right. ringing at all. All right. Next name. You ready? Mm-hmm. Alaska. Alaska. Honestly, like, I feel like Lewis would hear that and be like, wow, that that's a baby's name. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of dig that. And like, he's he has this like strong attachment to Alaska. So I feel like he would definitely vibe with that. I don't know. When I hear Alaska, I kind of think of a dog. I feel like that's a really dope dog name. But OK, I'd rate that like a seven. A seven. OK, let me just, I'm just gonna take some notes here. So Benedict was a hard no. But Alaska was a seven. All right, man. I think I'm getting warmer. You know, Benedict was just a feel out now. I was just trying to feel. I was just trying to see like what your vibe is. Yeah, Kay. yeah, I know. Next name, a little bit of a strange one. Volunteer. Volunteer. Yeah. Volunteer. Because um, you could go like short form like V or like Vol or like Voli. V- no man, I'm sorry. That that's a hard pass as well. That I I'd rate that later than Benedict, like a two. A two, okay. <laughs> this is just like a you know we're just calibrating. You know we're just seeing like what does she like, what does she not like. We're gonna come up with some better names, okay? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Next name, Micah. Micah, Micah. Hmm. It's like a unisex name, kinda. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I rate it a little bit higher, maybe like a six, but like quite not there up on the what? on the ten scale. Oh my goodness, a six? <laughs> yeah. You need to think. You need to think that names need to be also like easily translatable in Spanish. Because yeah. I'm also with a Spanish man and, you know, like mm. it needs to like roll off the tongue nicely when you say it in Spanish. Okay, well, th- this is not my area of expertise. I'm good at giving you English names. Um, <laughs> if you wanted a Spanish name, you should have gone on a Spanish podcast, Natalia. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Holy. Anyway, I just did a quick Google search for some Spanish names. And, uh, oh, I'm about, to, I'm about to give you a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to give you a fire one. Honestly, a lot of these names aren't good. Yeah, like names are hard, man. Like names that are is. Tough. What it, like? like we, what are you thinking? Like, have you thought about any names? Oh yeah, like if it's a girl, we have like a name is is already set. Uh, wow. Then that's that's Luna. 
Right. Okay. Which, but you need help with the boy name. That's what you need. And help then with. if it's a boy, that's where we definitely would struggle a little bit more because mm. I don't think we've really given any thought into a oh, boy name. I got one. Are you ready? What? I, this is actually. T- I'm actually not even like playing around. This is actually like a serious one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Xavier. Xavier. See, I like that. I've I've honestly thought about that before. Like, obviously, I've thought of baby names before that I like. Um, and Xavier was one that came up for me as well. The only thing is in Spanish, like Xavier, Xavier, like. So it wouldn't be the same as Javier. Oh, maybe it's Javier. Maybe. But see, I don't like Javier as much in Spanish. How it what about, sounds. What about Xavier. Xavi? Xavi. Xavi. That could, that could I'm pretty, work. Isn't that there like work. a, there's like a very popular Spanish soccer player that's named Xavi. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so I Xavier could, is a could, 10 I is could what vibe you're saying. With that. I could vibe with that a little bit more than all the other ones you mentioned. Okay, so Xavier is a 10. That's pretty much what you said. Um, so we had Benedict at a zero, pretty much, because you <laughs> yeah. think about eggs. Alaska was pretty good, seven. Yeah. Except yeah. you said you would name your dog that. Um, <laughs> volunteer was two. That wasn't my best work. No, Micah was terrible. six, which is really tough because I, I love that name. And then Xavier is a 10. And you basically just said, if you have a boy, you're going to name him Xavier. Thanks to me. <laughs> Thanks to David. Decision made. No more need to think about it. All right, man. Thank Well, thank you for rating all these baby names. If anyone is trying to, you know, use one of these names, this is a free service. I'm just putting it out there. Um, let me know what you think about some of these names. The next question for you, Natalia, because you're a certified yoga teacher, the top three yoga positions and why? Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, that is a really tough one, to be honest. Like... I don't know. I was thinking about this. I feel like I need to answer based on where I'm at right now because I feel like depending on the time of yes. my life, those yoga poses could vary as to like what I feel really connected with. But right now, the situation that I'm at, kind of what I'm preparing for to come, um, are definitely like any any hip opening, pelvic straightening po- like poses. So um, Malasana, which is yogi squat. I don't know if you know what that looks like. You're basically like in a, in a white white squat. Do you, do you know who you're talking to right now? Come on. <laughs> um, extended child's pose. I'm really loving. I feel like it's such a good like surrender. Sometimes I have like pretty intense headaches, and I feel like going into a child's pose, like forehead down on the on the ground, super relaxing. Um, and I really love pigeon pose as well. It's a really, really great hip opener, releasing like any type of like stored trauma tension you have in the hips is really great for that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'd say like right now, pretty much any hip opening are mm. my go-to. There you go, man. Top the yoga positions. Yo, work this into your yoga routine if you're listening. And if you're listening, you don't do yoga. What are you doing? Open those <laughs> yeah, hips. Get on that. Straighten your pelvic yogi, bones. Get on that yogi lifestyle. <laughs> uh, all right, yo, thanks, thanks for answering those questions. A little bit, just lighter questions. Um, but getting back into into everything we've talked about so far. So we talked about 
you know, like how you make decisions, maybe like gut decisions versus like head decisions or, you know, thinking things through a little bit too much or a little bit too logically. Uh, we talked about your experience over the past year and what's next for you and it's exciting news that's coming up next year. Um, the other thing I want to talk to you about specifically is like gratitude practices. And um, I found it interesting to hear you talk about when you were tree planting, uh, how tough it was, but also like at the end of the day, like you get with the group and with the community and, and you kind of have this like camaraderie of like you guys are all in it together and then you're just like not really worried about the next day and then you're like okay next day comes and i'll, I'll kind of deal with it and go through the next thing so kind of zooming out a little bit away from just that specific experience but looking at life for you over the next few months and everything that's going to be happening uh you know with, with the pregnancy and like getting ready to have the baby how are you preparing for that transition one and then two like what are some things that you're doing to just practice gratitude in the moment with so many new things to come in the future? Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's mm. a lot. Um, I feel like, like what you said, this, this, I've, I've really trying to been focus, like put focus on finding a balance between planning for, for what's coming and also just, kind of allowing things and life to flow and guide me mm. in the direction that I should be going and giving this sort of like trust in whatever you want to call it, the universe and, and whatever it is um, that you might believe in. But, uh, and I think it's like right now for me, I'm trying to prioritize what's important at each stage that I'm going to be flowing through, but also not getting so fixated on the details or on a very specific detailed plan about how things have to go. Because I find that this has just been my experience in my life. The more I try to plan and become fixed on the way that things have to go, again, life has a way of like throwing these curveballs and being like, mm. actually, mm, you're going to have to adjust and do it this way. And I feel like that's then what causes people to feel a sense of like um, let down or disappointment in themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they're not doing it right or things aren't going the way they planned. But maybe it's just opening up the doors for something better for you. But it's hard to see it if, if you're just so set on like a specific thing, like I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to prioritize what's most important in phases that are coming, like right now for me, I think it's um, a healthy baby and that means taking care of myself mentally, physically. Um, getting for me and Lewis, a big priority is ensuring we're super connected with our family and our baby is going to be connected with their family. So, you know, for me, it's going to be going out to Spain and spending some time out there in the next few months with um, everyone there. Mm. Um, and then just like, kind of taking things step by step because I can I can definitely let myself go into like a whirlwind and rabbit hole of like oh my gosh I need to know everything about how things are going to roll out and what I need to prep and where we're going to live and all these things that that's just going to overwhelm me and it's going to do harm to me and and the baby mm -hmm. so again trying to find that balance um and yeah for gratitude practice like I was using the the five minute journal like yeah, yeah, a while yeah. back, I on, which I think you I were using as well. I was on that for a well. while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but I kind of like dropped off that, didn't use it as much. Um, and I feel like right now in this moment, I find myself most connected to gratitude when I finish my morning yoga practice. Typically at the end of my practice is when I feel like this deepest sense of like calm and like lightness about me that I just easily tap more into like God, what I'm so thankful for, like whether mm-hmm. it's being able to, you know, have a home, to have my parents, to have this wonderful body. Like I have a lot of appreciation for my body right now and mm-hmm. this crazy miraculous thing it's doing all on its own. And, you know, I'm, I'm like taken aback by it and but tree planting what my body went through and how it adjusted and healed itself um, and what's going to come. So, yeah, I think it's it varies here and there. I don't have like a set like I'm always yeah. writing down three things at the end of the day. It kind of just comes in moments when I feel it come up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I like that. What's going on? I like that. And I think one thing that um, any gratitude practice does, like whether it's like writing things down in a journal or um, sitting, you know, after yoga and and reflecting is like just creating the time and the space for that. Because Mm -hmm. something I've found is everyone's a busy person, like everyone's super busy, whether it's like with your family or or with work or social things, sports, whatever the case may be. But in those moments of like busyness, it's very easy to focus on some of the more negative things in life, like things that make you anxious or the things that cause you stress or frustration or anger. Um, But I find that when you like really are intentional about creating time and space, you can fill those things with like the gratitude, like the gratefulness aspect of life, like creating time Mm -hmm. to think about the positives in life. Whereas like, I feel like if I start my day and maybe I stretch or like I work out uh, and I just hop right into everything I have to do. It's very easy to be like, wow, there's not enough time to get all this stuff done. Um, yeah. And I was actually having a conversation with someone recently where it's like, all of those things will always exist. Like those things are not going away. Um, and the the thought process that might be more dominant is that you have to get to everything ASAP. But if you take 10 minutes, like before you start your day, obviously like if you have scheduled calls and things, it's different, but the difference between starting your day at 9.15 versus 9.30 is so negligible in the grand scheme of the week, in the grand scheme of life. So taking that 15 minutes or that 10 minutes to sit down and be like, I'm I'm so like, I'm so thankful for this. I'm so thankful for that. Like, this is amazing. That's amazing. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for that. And get yourself in that mindset um, could just put you in a more positive place going into that day, even though all those other negative things might come up. Yeah. Yeah. I I completely agree 100% with that. Um, it's true. Like, I feel like the human condition, our natural, like, go-to is to look at the negatives. That's just the way we're wired is to be prepared mm-hmm. to, to fight back, to protect ourselves. Um, but, and, and what you said, it's like intentional. The practice is intentional. And it's something that if you want to try to bring a sense of more calmness, of more appreciation in your life, it's something that you have to work at, like the same way you want to work if you're, you know, in, in your job and want to move up to a promotion, like you put effort, you put energy, you put time into that. And it's exactly what you're saying. Like you need to start maybe slowly. And also like, I feel like a lot of people like they, they said, okay, I'm going to start a gratitude practice like every day. And I'm going to write down three things. And the moment or the day they don't do it, it becomes like, uh, okay, well, 
well, I'm out of that. Like, I'm not, I didn't follow through this day. So like, mm-hmm. clearly this doesn't work for me, um, which I think is like so hard. And, and I encourage yeah, people to just have a little bit more compassion for themselves and like mm-hmm. it, with anything in life, like you're going to have some things that don't work out always the way you want them, but like getting back into it when you can, or when it, just giving yourself like that pat on the back um, the mm. moment that you can. And then over time, like you might see it starts to become just like part of your regular routine. Like my yoga for yeah. me wasn't always that way, but now it is. Um, and maybe one day I'll fall off the track again, but you know, I, I kind of just got to accept where I'm at and, and have some compassion with myself. And yeah. That's important. That's big. Um, you want to tell, I knew Natalia was going to start dropping knowledge, man. This, this girl, <laughs> this girl's a mother now, you know what I'm saying? So, the IQ just like, it just doubles, you know what I'm saying? Like naturally, you just get more wise. Um, but yeah, I think lots of like great things that you said there. Compassion for yourself is a huge one. Um, and it's not it's not natural. Like I, I find that it's it's it really, it takes effort to be able to be like, okay, I didn't do this thing perfectly the way I thought I was going to do it. And that's okay. Like I'll be able mm-hmm. to do it next time. Or I'm going to work towards my gratitude practice four times a week versus like seven days a week and then five, yeah. five times a week, six times a week. So, um, yeah. it's not easy. Um, but I like that, that you mentioned that because that's a big part of even like making decisions, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes mm-hmm. you just get it wrong and that's fine. Um, yeah. especially for us, like there are so many more decisions to be made in life. Um, there are decisions that we're, we're going to make that we get right. Some we're going to get wrong. But I think the mindset piece and like our perspective on that is is more important. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. And it's like what you learn from it. Like, I feel like everything has something to teach you. Like, yeah, if you label it as good or bad, like that's just something we do as humans. But everything mm-hmm. has something that's like helping to evolutionize yourself to a higher, mm-hmm. better person and um, I think if we're able to step back sometimes from those things we classify as bad or failures and just be like, okay, well, what can I learn from this? You know, how can I improve this for the next time? Then there's beauty, there's value in it. And I feel like you eventually look back and be like, wow, you know, there was a reason why that happened the way it did. Um, so yeah. Very That's good, man. Sure. That's good. Um, we've come to the, the end of the conversation, man. I wish we could talk forever, but, uh, <laughs> No one would listen if this was a three-hour podcast. Um, so we've come to the end of the conversation. Uh, this segment is called Life Lessons. Kind of like what basically you were just saying right now. There's always something to learn. So this is our farewell. Um, so Natalia, if you could just share like a key takeaway that you've uncovered so far in life. Um, or if someone could only listen to this portion of the episode and you wanted them to walk away with something. What would you, what would you say? Uh, yeah, I mean... Um, I would touch it back on something that I think I've already mentioned, which is like trusting the process and trusting in this fact that everything in life, even though it may not seem like it happens for a reason, like I've have a strong belief in that. It's kind of like a mantra of mine. I got it tattooed in Spanish, um, (laughs) that everything happens for a reason. Um, and I think life is something that's beautiful that sometimes we overcomplicate because again of like our logical thinking brain, which has a lot of wondrous things, but it can also get us into trouble sometimes. And 
um, impact our mental health in a negative way. And so I think just like trusting more in yourself and what life brings to you and embracing, embracing it. Um, yeah, I feel like that's something that I've tried to connect with deeply and has really positively affected the way I live. Yeah, that's dope, man. Trust the process. It's funny too, cause like, I feel like as I have more of these conversations, um, very similar themes start to come up between, um, you know, what a lot of people have learned. And this is a big one, right? Like the, the element of like control, like the element that we control everything that happens in our lives. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot that we can do to put ourselves in positions to get the things that we want. But like you said severally today, like there's just so many curveballs that you just can't plan for. You can't imagine. So being able to um, be malleable, like take things in stride, still have that element of like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going for. Um, but being able to kind of go with the flow sometimes when things happen is big. Um, you said a lot of great things today, Natalia. This honestly has been one of my favorite conversations to have ever. Um, thank you for thank you for pulling up. Um, of course. I, I um you're welcome because I basically named your baby so you're you and Lois are welcome for that um but uh appreciate your time honestly I know there's a lot going on right now super excited to see what's going to be coming in the next few months um I can't wait to deliver those baby Jordans whenever the whenever the baby's born oh that's gonna be so cute no I know thank you for having me I was super excited like when you asked me I was not at all like no I didn't want to be on it I just yeah the yeah, question yeah. I was like oh well, I haven't even told this guy when he hears this <laughs> yeah um it's gonna be interesting but yeah no really glad to have shared this time with you and always always great talking with you you got a lot of great insights as well man appreciate you man appreciate you uh so that's it man we're wrapped up thanks everyone for listening make sure you follow uh, Instagram at Life IQ Podcast, and I'm a TikToker now. I Life IQ oh, Podcast shit, on TikTok really? as well. I haven't posted a single thing yet, um, as of the <laughs> time that this is being up. recorded. But but soon, soon there's gonna be some content on there. Thanks again, Natalia. <laughs> okay. Appreciate you. Yeah, of course. Take care.